You're listening to The Voice. Benvenuti a Leuven. Leuven, Jürgen. Добро пожаловать в Leuven. Bienvenue à Leuven. Willkommen in Leuven. Leuven에 오신 걸 환영합니다. Welcome in Leuven. Hello, Leuven. We are The Voice Home Radio. I'm Nicholas Rojas, radio manager from The Voice International Student Publication. And of course, Anita is here with us. There is our co-manager for the show. Hi, Anita. How are you? Hi, Nicholas. I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Pretty fine. Enjoying one more time the Belgian weather. This morning it was so sunny and it was like, wow, it will be amazing. I'll go to the radio show. It will be sunny. I'll have so good vibes. And then I left home and it was almost raining, so... To yeah, be expected. To, yeah, exactly. We just have to go with it. That's life in Belgium. Yeah, exactly. And how was this week for you? It went well, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the radio, actually, because we need our planning. And so uh, just a lot of ideas and I'm trying to contact people. So I'm really excited to embark on this experience with you this year. And yeah, hopefully the listeners will enjoy our ideas and, uh, and topics, topics and shows coming up. Yes, indeed. We have so many things planned. And as you, as you were mentioning, we have been brainstorming and hopefully we'll have amazing topics for this academic year, especially for this semester. This is how we're planning. Yeah, exactly. So maybe I, we can have give a little anticipation of next show now that we're here. Yeah, sure. You can okay. go ahead. So, uh, so next week, I'd like to invite someone over. Uh, is a pedagogy student um, and a friend of mine. And she's uh, currently uh, investigating um, how gender uh, is treated in different schools uh, in Belgium, especially in Flanders. Um, that more specifically in terms of how gender is yeah perceived by the teachers, gender diversity, and how that really is uh, concretized in, in the actions and the words of the teachers and how that's important for the kids. So yeah, we'll, we'll have, you'll hear more about it next week. So yeah, excited about that. Yes, it sounds really exciting. And I think it's really relevant considering as well what the rector has said about diversity. Yeah, exactly. So I, that also gave me a bit of inspiration, definitely. Yeah, so we'll be looking forward to it. And before moving on, I'd like to mention our social media. So for all of our listeners, you can find all of our different articles on our website, thevoiceluven.be, or on the Vito website under The Voice tab. On Facebook, you, you can look for us as The Voice International Student Publication, on Instagram as thevoice.kluven, or The Voice Student Magazine. And remember that you can listen to all of our podcasts on Spotify, podcast.com, and Mixcloud as The Voice on Radio. And I think we're ready for our first song. So our first song, well, before going to our first song, let me explain a little bit why I'm not giving like fun facts as I usually do. So for today's show, we'll be discussing in the first place um, all of the different news worldwide. So we will go beyond Belgium for this show. And secondly, we'll be having some discussions on indie music and as well on the entertainment industry nowadays. So the different songs that will be played were selected by myself and as well a guest that I will introduce a little bit later. And these songs are alternative and indie songs from artists that you may not know. So we will not explain the fun facts before or after the song, but we'll do it in a specific section of this show. So our first song is called Scary Love by The Neighborhood.
and we are back. That was Scary Love by The Neighborhood. And we are ready to discuss a little bit on The Voice, what are our current articles, and of course, like the upcoming article that we have planned here. So in the first place, let's discuss the arts and culture section. So we have a new review. So last week, if I'm not mistaken, or the last or the previous weeks, there was this festival in Leuven called Dogville. That is Leuven's International Documentary Film Festival. And we had our two editors of the arts and culture section doing reviews of two different documentaries. So the first documentary that was reviewed was Feels Good Man. I will just read how Claire describes the first part of this review just because I love the way it was written. So I'll just copy paste it for this show. So it just says, plunging into the murky depths of internet culture, feels good, man. It's a beautiful film about a very ugly truth. Basically, in this review, we'll be exploring the breathless evolution of the character Pepe the Frog from the perspective of his creator, illustrator Matt Furry, and as well how he's trying to dissuade the internet from misusing his intellectual property. So here in this documentary, and of course in the review, you can see different positions regarding Pepe the Frog, such as Pepe's transition from a meme to a hate symbol. We have some articles for the opinions and politics sections that were a little bit forgotten during summer, but now are back full power. The first one is inclusivity, safety and respect. It's over the opening ceremony and the importance of values at K. Leuven, based on a more inclusive, safe and respectful K. Leuven environment. As well, um, it touches a little bit the Rosegom affair, like raising some new questions on what will happen in the future with the students that belong to this organization. And of course, it just mentions how this academic year is a little bit strange compared to the previous academic years, of course, with this blended kind of style for education. And the second article that we have that is brand new is on Erasmus Bat in Quarantine. So this article is originally from Vito, that is the Dutch version of the magazine, but it has been translated to English by Wian, that is our official translator from the Vito articles to the voice articles. Here basically we are just um, referring to the stories of numerous international students that are entering Leuven soils, that some may be starting the semester from their cut. So out of sight but not out of mind claim the faculties based on this. And as well, it's kind of a sad fate for incoming Erasmus students because they come here, of course, from different countries, hoping to get the full Belgium experience, to be in the Aldermark during the Belgium beer still late. And now, as Anita will mention a bit later, bars here in Leuven will have to close a little bit earlier. So that's very sad, but hopefully things will go a bit better and they'll be able to enjoy the beauty of Belgium and Europe, of course. It touches clearly the different topics on mandatory quarantine, the digital telepath for education, and some small bites on what this academic year is about. And as I was mentioning, we have as well an upcoming article. So this is another review from a documentary from the Dogville Festival, and it's called Were You There? Uh, we Believe in Dinosaurs review. And as the writer makes it clear in the article, it has nothing to do with dinosaurs nor prehistoric archaeology. This unveils the impropitious no now for the Americans. So it touches topics such as the cultish propagandas, belief-based indoctrinations, and of course, the increase of unemployment rate among young people. You can see there that there is a little discussion between Christianity and science. So this was a little grab pap on what this week was about for The Voice and as well for the upcoming article that you may be expecting this upcoming week. And I think we're ready for our second song. So of course I'll let Anita introduce this amazing and personal song. You can go ahead, Anita. Thank you, Nicholas. So yes, I will introduce this very powerful song that you will talk about later. And it's called Baddies by Lanterns on the Lake. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Welcome back. That was Buddies by Lanterns on the Lake. Um, so we will go over a few news that we selected today, um, global but also local news. Uh, so I will start with something that is a bit more um, artsy and that we can discuss, of course, also with Nicholas. Um, that's about the Nobel Prize for Literature. Uh, so the poet Louise Gluck, I hope, I pronounce it well, has become the first American woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature in 27 years. And she's the 16th woman to win the Nobel ever. Uh, so this is quite important to mention, I feel like. Um, and she is um, has been cited for her unmistakable poetic voice that with austere beauty makes individual existence universal. So that's already quite quite. Mm, a po like a poem to me even just her description of this of this poet and a bit about her she was born in New York City in 1943 and grew up on Long Island and she has taught poetry in many university and currently is an adjunct professor uh, of English at Yale so Nicholas do you know her at all have you ever read any poems or I just feel a bit ignorant about poetry, so maybe you can fill me in a bit. <laughs> don't, don't worry, I haven't read any poem from her yet, but I'm planning to organize a radio show that will refer to her poetry a little bit. Wow, okay. So, so we'll see. I mean, it's something very interesting. And as you were saying, like the first woman to, to actually win this award in 27 years, that's amazing. And I think there were a lot of amazing candidates because I was checking it out before and I was like, okay, there are a lot of candidates from Africa that are actually writing about the tough situation Africans live. And then I was surprised that it was an American, the, the person who won it. And I mean, it's not surprised as a bad thing because yeah. it's very nice and as well that they gave it to someone doing poetry, which is very uncommon as well. Typically, they choose like people that do novels or things like this. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a remarkable thing to do and well... Hopefully, I hope to bring some of her poetry for another show. I promise. Nice. I'm excited about that because, uh, yeah, I, I, I would definitely like to learn more about, about it. Um, so to move on to the next news, um, that's more um, concerns us more uh, closely, all of us. Uh, it's a new restriction to curb the spread of Corona in Belgium. So you might have heard by now that because it's actually the shutdown uh, started uh, yesterday, uh, that um, cafes and cafeterias and of sports clubs will close, um, shutting down completely uh, in Brussels. Whereas in Leuven, we're a bit, we have a bit more um, 
chance since they will still be open until 11 so we can still have a beer with friends if we want to uh but yeah in brussels is a bit more radical uh also because i heard that um they're struggling already with the capacity hospitals are are struggling with capacity and intensive care units are are close to their their full capacity so it's actually a worrying picture and these restrictions come as try to curb this uh, the spread of the virus. Uh, so let's hope that this doesn't, um, that it works somehow. Uh, but I was thinking also like in terms of the business uh, that all of a sudden we're told like, okay, you have to close everything and for a month, like how they're gonna cope with this, with the huge losses. Uh, and also I found out by reading a bit more um, thoroughly that uh, actually the city of Brussels has announced that it will grant uh, one of aid of two million to bar sorry two thousand to bar and cafe operators they're forced to close so this could be maybe something that compensates a bit for for yeah the disastrous um, losses that will that will that this lockdown entails so I don't know let's hope for the best and um yeah. Do you have any thoughts about this, Nicholas? Maybe more like how it impacts us uh, here in Leuven? Or... Well, I, I don't have anything to add regarding Leuven. I think you said it clear that we'll, we'll still have the opportunity to go for a beer. So maybe not till that late. But anyways, during COVID-19, people are not staying that late in Aldermark. So I think it's fine. But something that was very shocking is that I think it was two weeks ago that out of nowhere, they banned prostitution in Brussels due to COVID-19. Because they said that it was an excuse, well, that it, of course this propagated the virus more prominently. And, but what was very shocking is that the same week that they did that, I was in Brussels and you could see in the park a lot of scouts. Like a lot of groups, a lot of people, a lot of parents together. And was, that was very strange because I think that COVID became political once again in Belgium. Because there mm. has always been this discussion with COVID-19 and as well with the health ministry regarding prostitution. So this was out of nowhere and there were actually people working in the prostitution area saying like it was a surprise. We woke up one morning and they said, okay, prostitution is forbidden in the meantime because of the spread of the virus. But then I was outside and I was like, okay, yes, but I'm seeing a lot of parents out. I've seen a lot of kids playing around. So I think that it's as well political and I don't know how the new prime minister will handle it, but I think it's becoming a real issue as well because well, people involved in prostitution, legal prostitution are not um, being respected either. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's I didn't know about this. That's pretty interesting. And yeah, definitely controversial. I agree. I mean, it's it's always easy to politicize this. The crisis that has been done all across the globe, I feel yeah, like. Exactly. And this is just one example. So yeah, and it's a tiny example. It's not something that you would figure out at first, because, of course, not that many people Well, I was going to say are into prostitution, but it's not what I wanted to mean. But it's just no, that yeah. people don't know about the situation. People don't know about the business of prostitution. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so now let's go fly to the US. Ment I mean, with our, yeah, mental, mentally. Uh, so this is about our friend Trump, of course. Uh, he rejected the virtual debate and may hold a campaign rally on Saturday in Florida. Uh, so as many of you might know, uh, Trump was hospitalized for three days after disclosing last Friday that he had tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Um, so he has been, yeah, released and he's now back at the, at the White House. And this is, of course, very controversial. He has been criticized because he is putting into danger many people working around him, of course, but even, um, just it's very wrong, I believe, if I can really <laughs> add my personal opinion on this. You can go ahead. Be political. Um, yeah, exactly. Let's be political. Um, so, yeah, on Thursday night, he told that he had told Fox News that he was feeling really good and he might return to the campaign train on Saturday night. So this this probably would be in a rally in Florida. So, yeah, even before his illness was announced, Trump's performance in the debate with Biden last week prompt calls for a change in format. And he, had, he was really um, he was really criticized because it was cutting off a lot like um, Biden. And it was it ended up to be a very chaotic debate and he was highly criticized for that. So this change in format might somehow change, uh, maybe go to advantage of, of Trump. We don't know why he, he's refusing that strongly to, to participate. Um, but we'll see how that that will evolve. So yeah, it's a bit like, 
I mean, every day we hear, we hear news that it's just hard and harder to believe, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah, I think these guys are joking in general. <laughs> and I, I would like to invite our get well our um, listeners to look on YouTube for a video of Saturday Night Live between Alec Baldwin and Jim Carrey that they did. Well, they they did like a stand-up comedy on the debate itself. So they represented the debate in a very funny way and it was very amazing because of course Trump was a joke and they even implied some things of coronavirus so it was very funny so I will not spoil the video but you should go ahead and look for it. Yeah, I will also do so. Um, so now we'll go to the last news. Um, I chose it because it's affecting a lot of people that I know as well. Um, so uh, Italy, uh, so the, the northern... The southeast of France and the north part of Italy has been um, hit by violent storms in the last the few in the last week, and so I read this news that's related to these floods because um, several dead bodies were found on the Italian coast in uh, in Ligura, in a state of great decomposition, and they have been identified as very likely. Um, some coffins that were swept away in floods from French cemeteries. So that's um, that's pretty big. I mean, it's pretty big news because I it, it just shows how strong these floods were. And yeah, indeed, I've heard um, from people in 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 Italy that bridges have been swept away as well, and it's been it's been really bad. So I thought this was a fun, but also quite mm, scary news somehow. <laughs> So that will be all for our news today. Um, I will go on to introduce the third song of today, Forever in My Mind by Atta Dennis. That was Forever In My Mind by Atta Dennis. And we are ready to discuss a bit on the music industry. And before going, well, before introducing our first guest, I would like to give a brief history or overview of what indie music is. So in the first place, we've all listened like on our Spotify or as well when we're looking at the names from playlists, some genres that are like indie rock, indie folk, indie dance, indie classical. <laughs> So basically it's an evolving genre and if you take like a classical, well, a normal genre and then you put the word indie in front of it, that's considered indie nowadays. So there is a huge variety and there is not this particular sound that you can say like, okay, it's indie music. Um, you can basically identify anything as indie, but it has a reason. So indie comes from independent and it was meant to represent like those record or labels operating independently from commercial mainstream record companies. So we know nowadays that most artists are like with the Warner label, Sony label, but in, with indie music you have like these very underground labels that you would not recognize at first sight and they are not that attached to the artist, like forcing them to do things that they don't like to do. 
in the first place. So indie as a music genre um, basically departed from the post-punk era and it offered a new wave and alternative music on late 1970s in the UK independent labels. So there was this band that we can say that it started it all more or less that was called the Smiths. This was the first band that tried to show indie not something as not only as something musically important but as well culturally. So it became not only a multi-textured and musical genre but as well like a cultural and political genre where you can have like observation, socio-political lyrics and even poetry within the music. And as well nowadays we can refer indie as a movement that is first of all non-commercially driven and that has DIY aesthetics. For those who don't know what DIY aesthetics mean, is do it yourself, basically. So with indie music, uh, is uh, indie music is about bands and artists that like to write their own songs, that like to um, compose their own songs, and are not forced like to do something that other people want in order to satisfy what the public is waiting to listen to. So, and sadly, I mean, as you all know, I come from Latin America and you have all of these reggaeton and pop genres coming from the South of America. And these genres are basically very professional musicians that are behind um, the doors and behind all the image that they give. These musicians are writing and composing the music, but at the end they send it to one of these people that are like strong characters, like for instance, J Balbin, Maluma and all that. And then these people sing the song, well, sing between brackets because at the end of concerts everything is about autotune, about as well lip sync, so that is not real music in my perspective and we'll discuss that a little bit later. So I'd like to introduce our guest for today, her name is Daya Wang, I hope I'm pronouncing your name well, and hi, how are you? Hi, um, I'm fine, and it's Daya. Daya, Daya. Yeah, and usually like um, in Taiwan, because I come from Taiwan, the last name would go first, so it's Wang. Wang Daya. Yeah, it's Wang Daya. Yeah, okay, that's my name. our first guest, Wang Daya. Oh, hi. <laughs> and first of all, I'd like you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, hi, <laughs> hello everyone, I'm uh, Daya. Uh, I'm from Taiwan, I'm 22 years old. And I study English, linguistics, and literature at Kau Leuven. Um, yep, that's me. <laughs> it is such a pleasure to have you here. And for those that do not know her, she is really into literature, into arts, and as well, she is the writer for the article that was called something like with dinosaurs, but had nothing to do with dinosaurs. Yeah. Is, it, is that right? <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and well, she shows half of the songs for this show. So we decided, as I was mentioning in the beginning, to choose Indian alternative songs. So she shows half of the songs for this show. And first of all, I would like to ask for your thoughts and your position on like this kind of mainstream music that I was referring to. I, I just think that there's so much angst, you know, like so many pop songs nowadays, they like reference directly to young people and teenagers especially having fun and you know young people now nowadays are like emo than ever before and there's a lot of songs and lyrics that allude to hedonism you know like partying all night drinking rampant sex and stuff and i just felt like it's a it's like like a bubble in which like young people could be shielded away from their like revealing their shortcomings and insecurities and all that so if i have to sum it up in like one word it would be hedonistic um, and for some reasons, I think this puts a, like a negative veneer on the younger generation and sort of reduces the value of youth to almost nothing, if that makes sense. I'm not sure. Um, and I think that it's because of this that maybe, just maybe, the older generation, at least in Taiwan, for, you know, for example, my parents, they don't really listen to pop music nowadays. They just, they reject like trendy and mainstream music because they think it's, you know, not sophisticated enough. Yeah, and I totally agree with the description that you gave as hedonistic music. Mm. It's totally, as you were saying, it's basically music that is meant for teenagers to go um, in a well to a party and have yeah. fun. And I'm being honest, basically nowadays songs that are mainstream are about sex, about drugs, about alcohol. Yep. They're not really meaningful, as we were saying with indie music, that you have like political, social issues. But it's just go out there, have fun, um, get drunk and have some nice sex at night. That's basically the songs nowadays. True. And how do you think this has affected the way people appreciate music and art? Because you were referring, of course, that our parents, our grandparents, mm. they could appreciate art in so many ways. But nowadays with young generations, how has this affected? 
Mm, I think um, it's just that there's just like a weird antagonism between the older generation and the younger generation because they sort of like reject each other's opinions on stuff. They have like arguments and, for example, young people nowadays. I don't know, like the people around me, they don't really listen to classical music. I don't get it. I mean, they're they're great, um, just as great as pop music. Um, and then you have this older generation who don't ap- really appreciate, at least the, the older generation in Taiwan, who don't really appreciate um, the stuff that young young gen- younger generation make. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, it, it does. And in a way, it's oh. like the confrontation you were referring to. Yeah. Because we, well, not we, but usually teenagers tend to dislike everything, everything that their parents like. Mm. So it's like the um, purpose of rejecting what our elders like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as well, I well, I know that you love cinema, you, lo- you love filmmaking. Uh, and I, I guess <laughs> in general, yes. Yeah, I mean in general, because yeah. I've seen that you've worked in your bachelor, like doing some reviews as well yeah, in yeah. movies and yeah. doing some research. Right. So I see that this movement with music is similar to the movement of the movie entertainment. Mm, that true. nowadays we open Netflix and we have like so many, um, with all the respect, trash, true. with so much trash in there. And mm. I'm and what I'm saying is that it's not that I don't watch this trash. Because sometimes if I'm tired, if I don't want to be as smart uh, while watching something, I'll watch one of these movies. Have, have you seen the film After, like on Netflix? I, I haven't done it, but but again, it's like the second, <laughs> the, the second part, they are like promoting it like, wow. They, and I was looking at the trailer and I was like, seriously, guys. No, no, like, come on, just don't, really? like, don't waste your time. Honestly, I, I watched it. No, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as well, there is like, again, this trend of doing just sexual things just for doing them. For instance, mm. this movie called, I think it was 365, something like that. Oh, my God. God, I've seen that as well. Don't, don't. have you? I, yeah, I, have, I, have, I have it because I, have. I was like, I will not um, waste my time watching this. It's such <laughs> a waste of time. And after that movie, you have so yeah. many movies and as well TV shows that are trying to copy right. that specific one. Right. So so it's it's similar to music somehow. Mm. That people like like to be served so easily and they don't want to put some True. of their thoughts into what they're listening. So they've become like easy and passive listeners. Which somehow. is the negative veneer that I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Mm. Totally, totally. And well, now moving back to the songs that we have played. So we have played so far three different songs. Mm. I'd like to know your thoughts on the first song that you selected that was Scary Love by The Neighborhood. Why have you selected it? Well, um, the thing is, I I've, um, I didn't know a lot about the band. I just um, chose this song because I like the other song from them, which is called the Sweater Weather. And it's very like, how do, you, how do you say, like sensual and it's very poetic from my perspective I, I don't know if it's you know if it's everyone else's cup of tea but i like i like this kind of you know just a piece of it's just a piece of artwork that's what i would describe what this yeah, song is exactly yeah. and i think it really represents like the 80s and 90s indie style kind of really yeah because it's a bit hmm. groupy but as you said it is like poetic so it reminds yeah. me a little bit of Tame Impala. Like oh, the, oh, the right, style right. of it um, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, of course, they were not from the 80s and 90s, but again, mm. it's like they try to recreate these sounds, but in a true. more modern way. Hmm, true. So it was it was very interesting. I really liked it. I had never listened to The Neighborhood before, mm. and now I will have it in my playlists. Oh, it's very that's nice. good to hear. <laughs> yeah, and, and the second song, um, I chose it. It was called Baddies mm-hmm. by Lanterns on the Lake. So for the first time in the show, I will be swearing, but it's the best way of describing this song. So I invite, first of all, to all of our listeners to watch the official video from this song and you will see why I'll describe it as I'll describe it. So basically, this song is about fuck Trump, fuck Putin, fuck Bolsonaro and fuck all of those rich people out there that are trying to take on politics and do not care about people. There is a little part that I love of this song that is they've got the money, but we've got heart and nothing left to lose. And that's the point of this song. The governments and the rich people have taken everything from society, from the people, and now it's our turn just to to take back what is ours, to take our democracy and make it something real. So I think it's something very powerful, and I've loved this band for a long time, and I think it's really worth it to watch the video and to kind of reflect your thoughts on what you are listening, basically. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's very different from, like, my selection. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wanted to go a bit political with the, with this song All because right. I, I was gonna choose another song from them that I liked more than this one, but then I saw the social the social political perspective of this one and I was like, no, we have to mention it. I think it goes with nowadays politics, with the elections, and as well with the situation in Poland nowadays. Mm. So I think it's, it's very interesting. And the next song was Forever in My Mind 
So I tried to research a little bit about the artist or about the song, but it was not easy to find information about it. Well, it wasn't because、um, I I've only like discovered this song when I was watching this Netflix series called Baby. By the way, it's very like interesting. It's about、okay. like、um, like unveiling、uh, like teenage prostitution in in Italy, and but it's like.、Wow. Told through like a very dramatic way, like a high school drama, but they have like amazing soundtrack, and that's how I discovered this song. And I was like, "Wow, that's like a poem." So, yep, that's、uh, okay. Yeah. I, I will take that into consideration to watch.、Mm. I think could be nice. And as you say, with the soundtrack, it's amazing. Yep. <laughs> and well, let's go for a little music break, and then we'll be back to discuss a bit more on contemporary and mainstream music. So the next song is called "Wheels Roll Home" by The Antlers. That was "Wheels Roll Home" by the Antlers, and now let's go back to our interesting conversation. And I would like to start asking you, Daya, what is the real power of a song for a listener? Um, you mean power as in what kind? 
like as an emotional power. Emotional power. Hmm. Well, I th I thought about this, um, and then I think for me in general, a really powerful or a really good song would be a tune that I could dance to, like in a silly way. <laughs> in a silly way. I, I like that because at first I was like that I can dance to. That's very hard to find a song. But then I was like in a funny way. Okay. Yeah. That, that yeah, I can. Do. I mean, I mean, like on my own in my room, like silly dance, because like I can't dance like at all, like dance, <laughs> dance. But like uh, on my on my own, yes. Um. So for me, it's both like entertaining and relaxing. And I think that's extremely important because you know self-care. It's probably the most important thing during this Corona time. So yeah. Um, so maybe wait. Um, maybe the power lies in that it heals people. You know, a good song should be, yeah. you know, some something that has the healing power in terms of you know self-care. Yeah, I, I like that actually. Mm. The healing power. That's totally true. Mm. And that goes back, of course, with the Shisi comments that if I'm so sad, I listen to a song. Again. <laughs> but 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 it's true. I mean, it's mm. a healing power of music. But mm. again, on art, mm. that of indie music. Because if you have, of course, like meaningless music, it's like okay, maybe they will not cheer you up that easily. Mm. And then you have a hangover the next day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I totally agree with the healing power mm. and. Now I want to analyze you a little bit on the way you choose your own music or right. how you choose that specific those specific songs that make you feel powerful. So how do you choose what to listen to? What is your process of thought? Um, well, usually I go for the songs that I've been listening to for a long time. But, you know, once in a while, I'll just browse through YouTube or Spotify to see what they have for me. Like algorithm. Is that what it is? Yeah, algorithm. <laughs> um, um, and I also pay attention to the movie soundtracks or the series soundtracks, I agree. as that, I was very good. Uh, mentioning. And let's say, for example, the 2017 movie "Call Me by Your Name" has like this really bomb, like awesome, and collected collection of songs yeah. in their in its soundtrack. So yeah, and often the songs that I put among my favorites are songs that I could sing along to. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. true. That's true. Typically, I would put them as well, but sometimes the lyrics are very strange. So when I listen mm. to the songs at first, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not singing what it means. But then I look at the lyrics and it's like, okay, the lyrics are strange. Yeah. It's not just me trying to pretend that I mm. can sing in English. Mm. Yeah, but, but, but totally, I totally agree. And as well, what you're saying with the soundtracks, mm. um, some of my best playlists from Spotify are actually soundtracks from TV shows. Really? Yeah, so, so, it, so it's true. Mm. And I think it goes with the... With the topic of the of the TV show and as well of the movies, when you mm. well, not all soundtracks, but most of the soundtracks. For instance, of all movies from Quentin Tarantino, the soundtracks right. are amazing and they fit specifically with what he's trying to represent. So, like violent, <laughs> like violent well, songs. Not really violent songs, but more like the background behind it. So, for right. instance, um, the classic song from from Pulp Fiction. Oh, right. It's like it's really powerful because it describes like the whole story. So I think it's mm. it's amazing. And as you are saying, is in a TV show you find like so amazing songs that at the end you're like, okay, I'll save them. Yeah. I'll sing to them a bit later. I'll yeah. dance in a funny way. In a how was it that you said it in a? Uh, dance I said in a, um, in a silly way. In a silly yeah. way. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> funny <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a funny silly way. Um, after in the shower even. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> Being careful not to fall. We're <laughs> saying in a, in a yeah. Uh, and well, going back to the comments on the songs, so the song we just listened to, Will's Roll Home by the Antlers, is by this American band, which is very amazing, and we don't have that much time, so I'll just describe it as some different um, magazines have described this band, that is an existentially minded beauty, turning agony into something approaching ecstasy. So something very powerful, very poetic, and you can see it with the songs are really, really powerful, and for instance, I will just mention a brief part of this song, that it's every second we got, we gotta make, we gotta believe that you will be right back like you never left, like you mailed yourself to your return address. So this song is, is really new, so it was um, released last week, and it's about coronavirus, about the tragedy that many people have died and many people have lost their families. So that's what these lyrics try to represent, like, please um, come back home. It's like, don't die, or if you die, just know that we are here waiting for you, for your spirit to be back, because we miss you. So it's very powerful, and again, it's like sociopolitical, it's a sociopolitical posture in the songs. So I think that's what indie is about. And the next song we'll listen to is called 
My Enemy by Shriveris and Matt Berninger. So I want to know your thoughts on why you chose this song. <laughs> so like I have I have two flatmates since um, September and one of them is like really into indie music. He listens to nothing but indie music. So I, I asked him all. Oh, um what you know what songs would you recommend because i'm going on this like radio show and we're going to discuss indie music and he's like oh do you know churches i'm like yeah hell yeah and i found this song like on my playlist it's also from the baby the the netflix series okay and and again how do you pronounce the artist i think it's churches churches because like the v is supposed to be pronounced as a u yeah, because it, it was very strange indeed. Because we have like a word in Spanish that means like cool, that is chill. Oh, really? And then when I when I read this, I was like, at first sight, it looks pretty much like that word. Oh. And I was like, okay, interesting, but it's not. It has nothing to do. I, I, I don't know, but that's cool. Yeah, fun fact out there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, and well, and the last two songs that we'll play today are by Julia Stone. She's an amazing Australian folk singer. I was able to, I've been able to see her two times in concert one in a rock festival here in Belgium and the other one in France and she's just amazing. I, you will see it when you listen to her songs. It's so powerful, her voice is so beautiful and she gives everything in the stage. So it's really nice to see how she performs. She's truth to herself and sometimes she touches as well some political topics in her songs. So for the songs we'll listen today, one of them that is called Unreal is a bit like a Black Mirror episode or wow. like Ex Machina kind of topic. So if you want to watch the video, it's very interesting. And the second one that is called Break, it was recorded in Mexico and has an amazing silly dance, as you were saying. So so it was worth it to put it. Yeah, maybe I could perfectly. dance to these two songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually you could. It's something different to what she has done before, but mm -hmm. you can dance to them in a silly way, in a funny way. So, so it's right. amazing. And yes, I think we are ready to play our fifth song for this show. So this song, as we mentioned, is called My Enemy by Churches and Matt Berniger. I got no more time to hear what you think about me Because all your words are so cold, so callous, so clean In the moment be honest, you could wake up, up. but your jealousy is more blind than love.
and we're back. That was My Enemy by Chefress and Matt Berniger. Sorry for my pronunciation of the artist, I still cannot say that word. <laughs> and well, thank you very much, Daya. Daya? <laughs> yeah, uh, Daya. Uh, anyways, um, thank you. <laughs> and yes, it was a, such a pleasure to have you here, and hopefully, we'll have you again for another show. All right. <laughs> And Anita, I'll go back to you. I'll pass you the microphone to end this wonderful show we had today. Yes, thank you very much. Um, yes, yeah, so well, we'll just close um, for today. I just invite again our listeners to check our website, thevoicelevin.be or vito.be, to read our articles and also the Facebook page, The Voice International Student Publication, and Instagram, thevoice.kulevin. Uh, you can also listen to old um, episodes, and today's episode will up, be up soon um, on Spotify, on The Voice on Radio. Exclamation point is kind of fundamental to find us. And yeah, I'm excited about next week, and I'll see you, I'll see you all next week. And thank, thanks, Nicholas, for, for hosting the show. Thanks to you to be well for being here as well with us. <laughs> and I'll see you and everyone next week. Um, I will also introduce our last two songs um, by Julia Stone. First one is Unreal and second one is Break. So enjoy and see you next week. Somebody to love me Lately You've been me
Take my breath away Darling, darling I feel like I'm 